Welcome to another episode of Music Speaks, sometimes very loudly, with your host, Gonzo Rocket, and as always, on the panel... The People's People, M48. <laughs> the People's Person. Hey, did you watch the intro where The where the Rock um, opened up the Super Bowl? I did, and I was like, why did they have to have another intro for the Super Bowl? Because there's like so many, you know, all these things leading up to the Super Bowl, and it's like, come on, we want we want to watch the game. At least I want to watch the game. <laughs> You're a true but, foosball fan. I mean, but then you got and then you got the Rock at the 30 yard line doing his best. Uh, what's what's the um, Bruce? What's what's the guy's name that does the the announces? Oh, Buffett. Yeah, Buffett. He's doing his best Buffett impression. And I'm like, can we just kick the damn ball off, please? <laughs> You're like, let's, let's get to it. Yeah, I'm trying to see Snoop Dogg hit a joint on the 50 yard line. Dude, did you see the meme where? Um... Ah, oh, they did that one song, A Million Miles Home or something. I got to send it to you, dude. They they they've been ripping on like the memes for the freaking halftime show have been insanely funny, dude. Insane. I mean, the internet are savages and they did a great job. I'm like, I can't stop laughing, dude. There's so much shit out there. We'll try to share them on the IG, but man, it's it's great. And they're fast, too. Like, I remember watching Watching the the halftime show, like the the first meme, like was on not even a minute after it it, it uh, concluded. I was like, damn! It's like they were on it, dude. It's like they were on it. Like I just sent it to you if you got a second to kind of look at it on your um on your phone. But pretty much that that was that wrapped it up for me. I was like, dude, that's amazing. And then um, so the Simpsons were wrong, dude. The Simpsons predicted that the Bengals were gonna win. So, mm-hmm. you know, all we got to say is Bengals. You, I mean, not Bengals, Simpsons. You, you're, you're fucking up. Yeah, that was the first thing I, I sent to you after the Rams won. I was like, also, the Simpsons were wrong. So, <laughs> I know. I'm, I wasn't used to that, man. I'm usually used to the Simpsons being correct, but they didn't. Yeah, I sent it to your, your Facebook Messenger. I don't know if you received it, but that's where we're at. Yeah, Simps- I just saw it. <laughs> It's but it good. didn't. Ha- it didn't have. It didn't have the audio because I have you on the other line. Oh, you're right. <laughs> wah wah. Because we record the show live. It's February fifteenth, and we are here to entertain. So, <sighs> you know, every week we talk about certain things, and I'm like, you know, watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, cool. We're gonna go back to Snoop, D O Double G, and Dr. Dre and M and M's, and I'm like, cool. Life is good. You know. Let's bring it back to the 90s. This music's badass. The memes are funny. And then lo and behold, I spot something. And I think I texted you right when I spotted it. And I said, holy shit. It cannot stop following me. A silver, silver sky. Dude, I didn't even notice that (laughs) when you text me. I was like, what? And then I, I went on uh, IG and Twitter and I was looking for it. I typed in Silver Sky in the search bar and I was like, oh my God, he was playing a Silver Sky. <laughs> Dude, I was shocked because I thought it was aftermarket because I couldn't see the signature until you gave me that better picture. Yeah, and then I um, and then PRS, they tweeted out the um, kind of like the behind the scenes of the making of that guitar, like not even... I think it was probably like right when the fourth quarter started. Like it was like fast. Dude, I like and that's how, when I sent it to you. I like how they were nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, we did that. Here we go. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. 
we were we were talking about it too. It was like, oh, that's got to be aftermarket. And I, at first, I was like, I think it's a PRS custom. They might have done it just for the Super Bowl. And I was right, dude. I mean, the the whole Chrome thing. I mean, um, uh, Joe Satriani started it with Ibanez, mm-hmm. and I remember they couldn't get the science down right. Right, it took years, and then they figured it out. And then Fender released it for uh, for John for Shante guitar. But I think the cleanest silver guitar that's all silver was the Silver Sky. That was clean, dude. They they went all out with that chrome, man. Yeah, that they, was... They went all out. I wish we could have heard it. Of course, everything's pre-recorded, pre-recorded, so we couldn't really hear how it really sounds. But... It, sound, it sounds like a Silver Sky, and a Silver Sky is a good guitar. But I don't so think... Who, know, like. who knows if he even recorded with that guitar, because uh, Super Bowls are pre-recorded. The halftime shows? Yeah, yeah they are. I mean... Remember that that time the Peppers were on it and Flea was playing some off stuff just to, just to oh, prove a point. Dude, that that was so bad. But was it planned? No, he did it to fuck with them because he wanted to do live and they didn't let them oh. do live. And he says, "Well, the Peppers are a live show," and oh. they made him pre-record. So he he purposely didn't have a cable into his bass, and he purposely mm-hmm. was playing different things on his on his fretboard to make it look off. Yeah, I remember how much like backlash they got for that when people like they suddenly realized that the Super Bowl performances are all mic'd or they're all like lip synced and they're all pre-recorded. They're like, "Oh my God, Flea's not even playing his bass right." And it's like, "Yeah, I mean that's kind of obvious." And also that that makes me realize why a band like AC/DC hasn't done the halftime show because they're an entirely live band. So can you imagine telling ACDC, hey, we're going to pre-record your show, and then they'd be like, fuck you, we're not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason Metallica has refused to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah, the only rock band I can think of, like, really big rock band that has done it is the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know Super Bowl, they're, they're, it's a money franchise, dude. They, everything has to be perfect and move along. They can't have human error. No, they can't, because it's only, is it 40 minutes? Yeah, it's exact, dude. It's to the science, dude. I mean, when they rolled out the map for LA, dude, everything was like pristine on point. Like, it was quick how they loaded up that whole stage. Yeah, they talk about it too because it's such a, it's it's a longer halftime show than what the NFL players are used to. Yeah. So when it's, when it goes on longer, then it really messes up the, their, the flow of their body. Oh, yeah, dude. They, they cool down. And that's, that's the worst thing for a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super Bowls are always hard because of that for the for the players because they're the ones that are like shit. <laughs> gotta stay warmed did up, see, gotta stay stretched. Did you see the the Bengals kicker? He stayed out for for the uh, the halftime show. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was funny. They showed him on the on the sideline right after the show ended, and he was just like chilling, like just by himself. Dude. And I was like. I was like, yeah, he deserves it. I mean, he's a kicker. What the? What's the most he gonna do? He only kicks the ball. He doesn't have any like. He doesn't have to learn a playbook. Yeah, I mean, for the quarterbacks now, they gotta like, they gotta keep them warmed up and stretched and iced, and it's a science, dude, to get these guys playing optimum. I mean, they're it, optimum it, athletes. It really is, and I, I'm sick of people like kind of talking shit about them for like making an X amount of money. Like, dude, these are the top of the line athletes in the world. Dude, you know, they're, they're they, elite, dude. <laughs> they invest time, money, and what God knows whatever else to 
play this game to entertain us. And you're over here making a big deal about him making a mistake while you're sitting comfy and cozy on your couch and saying, oh, I could have did better. And he makes $10 million. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, dude. While they're on their couch that they financed through Furniture City for 24 months. They didn't even, they didn't even buy it. They're renting it from Aaron's. <laughs> the Pooners? The Pooners, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're doing, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, dude, you know how people are, bro. People like to judge, but do to do is something completely different. Completely so, different. What's up, man? So when you sent me that whole thing about the Silver Sky and then pretty much everybody and their mother was tweeting or having a post about it, I saw some guys who were even doing YouTube videos about it, like, oh, my God, the Silver Chrome Silver Sky. It only tells me one thing. They're going to sell it. No, it tells me that the Silver Sky is now the number one guitar in the world. I Honestly, dude, that guitar grew faster than any... Because, I mean, it went like through all the stages of change, but within three years. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, when the first... We'll say the, the Gibson SG. That, that was classified as the Les Paul II. Because Les Paul yeah. wouldn't put his name on it because of the neck and because of the weight. I mean, people didn't shit on it back then, right? Because like, oh, okay, it's a different take on it, whatever. Because there was no Twitter back then. There was no Twitter. But with the <laughs> S, I mean, when I first saw the, the unveiling of the Silver Sky, I'm like, oh, cool. It's a Strat. It's an S-style. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think nothing of it. I mean, I just said, oh, yeah, the headstock. But that, that instrument has took like a life of its own. Like anytime Homeboy comes out with it, people are like tweeting it. Like when he came out with the satin black finish, the charcoal finish. Yeah, and that was, that was another thing we we're gonna well, we would probably talk about is when he played uh, his first show of the tour, he came out with a prototype color. <laughs> it's a satin black or satin charcoal or whatever. So that was the first kind of teaser that we got about the Silver yeah, Sky. Dude, that's and marketing Super Bowl. genius, bro. It is. It is because now it's like, great, it's a color that we can't have, but he has it, and then he's going to unveil it in June, unveil it in June watch. Yeah, that's what I think. I think they're going to um, unveil like three or four new colors for uh, Summer Nam this year. Dude, what, I wonder where, where they can go. They have to go charcoal black, Yeah, that's which is one a satin finish. Um, I don't think they're going to release the chrome because even Ibanez has a mass producer struggled with that color because it fades really bad. No, they said it was a one-off just yeah, for the Super Bowl. Makes sense because even when they did the Satriani one, like the one Satch has versus the one they sell the public, they're two different mm-hmm. instruments, dude. Satch's actually has a chrome finish, like legit chrome, like real metal. Oh, and the one probably, they the sell us, super heavy. Oh, it, it's a prototype. It looks chunky. Um, there was a lot of struggles with the engineering, I guess, because how do you get a piece of wood and dip it into molten chrome? So there's like a lot yeah. of science behind it. So what they developed is a finish, but the finish, like. If, you know how satin, when you rub up against it, it naturally finishes with your own oils? Yeah. Okay. On the, the Joe Satriani signature, if you rub on it long enough, it just fades away and becomes like this flat yellow. Oh, that's not desirable at all. No. So when that started happening and the finishes go bad, people are just like, ah, fuck this. But Satriani has the real one, <laughs> the one that they engineered a piece of wood into molten chrome and made it work. I don't know how they even did that. I keep thinking about that. How the fuck do you get wood and dip into molten chrome 
and not have it burn burn you know what i mean even if you even if you soak the wood it'll still burn right it'll still i don't know you know the people i have in are weird so charcoal satin um i i honestly want to see them do a purple silver sky because of uh danish pete on the anderton's channel he has the the one purple silver sky in the world did he aftermarket it or he got a custom aftermarket Oh. We bought, he got the Silver Sky, and then um, they did the aftermarket paint job on it. Through PRS or someone else? So through somebody else. Because you know PRS, you can send your guitar in and they can mod it or re, re up, they can upgrade it for you. You know that, right? Yeah, we've talked about this many times. Yeah, so you can actually take an old instrument and give it the modern, the modern flair. Like, example, the McCarty I have. There's so many things different from your McCarty to my McCarty, but you can send it back and they'll do the upgrades and make it similar, except for the next, the next scale length. But they'll yep. do like the You've... full specs and stuff. Yep, we've talked about that. Too. Have we? Oh yeah, the PRS yep. Tech Center PTC. Yep. We skitchy. We've we talked about this. I don't think we've ever talked about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we have. Oh, it's not even that expensive. They'll do level crown and set up for three three hundred bucks. Oh, dude, that's not bad. They do refret for five hundred bucks. That is not bad, actually. No, when you're spending four K on that crap. Because the refret is a job. That's a job and a half. Huh. Well, that's good to know. But they won't do stainless steel refret, but they'll do a refret. But I mean, at that price point, who cares? Just wear it out and do it again. Oh, shit. They'll do... Dude, they do everything. <laughs> Rewire to original spec. I need to send mine in for that, dude. Freaking ruined my guitar with the rewiring. Strap lock install, 25 bucks. I don't know how much more colors they can do for the Silver Sky because they've done quite a bit and they've discontinued the older ones. I'm thinking about this like as you're doing the, the <laughs> you're internet doing research. Dude, this is this is cheap. I'm sorry. This is the deal that I, I would say it's worth it. They rebias and retube labor only for a hundred bucks plus shipping. For their amps. For their amps. Rebuy That's cheap. Biasing, biasing amps really isn't it's not that hard as long as you have the right uh, the, like a multimeter and and you have like the common sense and the patience to learn how to do it like on YouTube or something it's not that hard actually no, I not, bias my own amps not hard but it's very dangerous if you're not paying attention that's why I said if you have the least bit of common <laughs> sense people die dude yeah people are like people are like oh I'm not going to scare because I might die. I was like, okay, learn some common sense. And then you can you can uh, go back to it and be like, oh, this isn't that bad. I mean, as maybe, long, it's because I, maybe it's because I've been around power tools my whole life. I know like what not to do and like how to carefully hold something. People are like, oh, what's this thingy? <laughs> yeah, electricity. Yeah, I mean, still, you, you've done your research to touch a power amp because... Those diodes can kill you if you don't know what yeah. you're doing. Well, that's only really a, an issue with like the vintage ones and the ones that don't have a PCB board. The PCB boards, those are easy to drain the the caps or whatever. Okay. You just unplug it, turn it, turn the standby thing off. 
and then wait like maybe five minutes. And then if you're going to like, you know, I don't advise touching something with your bare hand. Always uh, make sure you have, you know, rubber, rubber soled shoes. That's a, that's a big plus. And if you have one of those things that can ground yourself to um, the chassis of the amp, that's even better. Dude, they do the Silver Sky Tremolo from flush to floating. Yeah. You've done that on your own, right? I was going to do it, but I saw how much uh, you have to take the neck off and, you know, do all this stuff. I was like, no, but I ended up just, you have to take take the neck off because um, you're raising the bridge and then you might not have enough uh, screw space on the, the saddles, on the screws. And it might raise your action too much. Oh, Roger that. Why don't the amps have like a like one of my acquaintances? He specifically built in a uh, a drainage for the things to self drain. That way, there's no power in none of the thing. He added that. He says most yeah, of us don't have them. Yeah. That's a custom appointment, but like I said, it's really not a problem with the PCV boards with like the vintage amps and like hand-wired stuff where there's actual components in the in the amp, you know, there's capacitors, there's, you know, um little things that can be dangerous, but because it's a PCV board and everything's kind of, you know, um welded, well not welded, but soldered um everything in place and it's underneath then it's not really that big of a deal. As long as it's as long as the amp is not plugged in, you've had it off for a good, you know, five to ten minutes. And like I said, you have the least bit of common sense, you should be good. I wonder how much common sense costs. Because most people nowadays are like, huh? Well, this is also the generation that doesn't go outside and play, so this next gen also- yes, it's different. It's also it's having common sense, but it's also kind of having the kind of patience the for research, motiv- the patience for research, but the motivation to do it yourself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, there you go. See, I'm a big do-it-yourself person. Nice, as we should be, it's, right? Right. No, I agree, dude. Do it yourself is important. Because you know, it's all out trial and error. You know, if you don't first, you don't succeed. Try again. And too many people are scared of fear of failing, but failing is how you learn stuff. Yep. Hey, so on their artist page, it says Steve Austin is a Parry Smith artist. And the, the song he's known for, the band he's in is called Today is the Day. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Steve Austin, Steve Austin, the the wrestler? I don't think so. Steve Austin is a pretty common name. But so. can, you, can you imagine I, though, I, if it was Steve Austin? Like, give me a hell yeah, and he has a Paul Reed Smith guitar. Dude, he would definitely have a Paul Reed Smith guitar. He'd probably have a dragon. <laughs> oh, dude. I just looked up Steve Austin. Uh, his his band is called Today is a Day. And he's the band that was funded by guitarist Steve Austin. That's weird, dude. Steve I's Steve- uh, um, artist as well. Stone Cold Steve Austin would have a custom 24 with like the sickest paint job ever and then instead of the birds he'd probably have like his his skull insignia or his logo mm-hmm. that'd and be then, sick dude 
and then he'd have the broken skull logo like in, instead of the paul reed smith logo you know on the headstock you know how you can have like an eagle or whatever for the private stock yep it would have it would have the broken skull logo on it that'd be too i'd have probably just draw my money at that i would have to it it would have a floyd rose because obviously yep it would have two humbuckers yep a five way um i said floyd rose um i trying to think what color would it be would it be black and blue his colors with the black and it'd be black and blue yeah flame top blue black but yeah dark colors oh it could be black and then like on the on the corners like of the guitar of the outline it could be blue like kind of like a a, a blue black sunburst dude that'd be, that'd be sick. fucking sick hey how popular is alec lifeson alex lifeson yeah he's the guitar player for rush yeah but how popular is he uh he's a fucking legend he is huh yeah. Okay, so trip out on this. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, twelve. There's twelve artists that are featured on Paul Reed Smith's website: Alex Lyson, Carlos Santana, David Grissom, Dusty Waring, Gary Granger, John Mayer, Mark Halcombe, Mark Letteri, Mark Tremonti, Mark Mar- Martin Simpson, Tony McManus, and Zach Myers. Do you know who I'm surprised not on, is not on these top pictures? Orianthi. She's a big ambassador for PRS. Maybe they haven't updated the artist list yet. She's on the artist official artist list. Like it says her name, Orianthi, but it doesn't really have like a thing. And she's like a every time you if you follow her, and so is Adi, Aldi Miola. I see him always been repping PRS. I'm surprised Joe Walsh isn't on there either. He's on the little list. Oh. I know Joe Walsh being the big artist that he is because I would swap. I don't know who Tony McManus is, so I would probably put Joe Walsh there. I don't know who Mark Simpson is, so I'd probably put Orianti there. Um, Zach Myers, he sells guitars. I just don't know what band he's in. Not terrible. And <laughs> I've heard of Dustin Warren. His guitar's sick. His PRS, have you ever seen it? No. Dusty Waring. It's a CE24 with a Floyd. Maple neck. It's a pretty sick guitar. Pretty sick. And Mark Tremonti, I mean, he's always used PRS. He has really good amps, too. What's his name? Dustin Warren? Yeah, Dustin. No, um. Dusty Waring. He just has a sick little signature guitar. It's pretty sick. And he purposely wanted the bolt-on to make it crisper. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was strategic. Oh, okay, I see. I see the guitar now. Oh, it's, it's pretty a satin nice. Finish. Like I dig it. It's a straight up my jam right there. That's cool. Mark. Oh, this is the. That's up. This is probably this is probably the color. That the Stone Cold PRS would look in, like yeah, reverse. Yeah, yeah, in blue, you're right. In <laughs> a blue flame. Yeah, but reverse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> dude, we're going to have to hit up Steve Austin, sick. dude. That'd be sick. I would buy that guitar. <laughs> Just to have it on your wall, like, dude, <laughs> give me a hell yeah. And then it says 316 on the truss rod. And yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. They should do like little homages like that, man. 
We should, or yeah, we should, we should do like a mock up of it, and then can you imagine if they made like a like a, make it a limited edition, like the lunar ice or the nebula, where there's only like five hundred or a thousand? Only three hundred and sixteen. Oh, that even dude, that shit would sell, dude. I think I'd have to sell some vehicles for that. Like I just need it. I'm sorry. Me too. We'd, just, we'd be we'd be the first two on the list. Pooner would be hella jealous. He's like, oh, what? what? It's like, shut up. You're gonna pay half for it. Still haven't paid half. He still owes you half for your app, dude. Yeah, we always give him shit about that. He says, I'll go half with you. He's like, okay. Still waiting. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, dude. These guys, man, they're like the new vintage modern. I know we talk about them a lot, but they, they really are. I was having a conversation with the guy from uh, Gotchalks Music. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about Sir. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll use Sir. And then, but then I start, I always say this. You, you know me, dude. I'll say, yeah, dude, I have Sir. I like Sir for, for my everyday, whatever. But I still say Paul Reed Smith is probably the best playing guitar I've ever had. It's just best playing, point blank. It is what it I is. Would ag- I would agree with that. Every, every, when I ever since I started playing PRS, I felt like my my playing is more it's more smooth, more it, it flows better. Yeah, it, it they're just they're the best instruments for guitar. I mean, I I have three, and I'm just like, oh no, these things are perfect. But I mean, but sometimes you want your 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 you just want your S style, and that's where the the Pete Thorne is always like, okay, that's my go to. Yeah, that's 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 your go-to for like what you do and like what your your style is. Yeah, but like I'm 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 saying, man, the Silver Sky is the number one guitar in the world right now. Not sell it. Well, it could be selling after at the end of this year with the SE out and all. But I think it's the most popular guitar in the world right now, at least for the month of February, <laughs> as we've seen. I think they're. <laughs> We got a well. We're we are following this because we kind of started with this guitar coming out. Let's see. They have a lot of SEs. Hmm. I think yeah. PRS is getting more like buzz for their SE line. They're they're good. I mean, even their original SEs from back in the day, they're really good guitars, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, if I had to, let's say I have to go gigging this year, I'm probably going to get a SE Custom 24 Floyd just because they're, they're badass, dude. They're inexpensive. They play well. Yeah. When we did our, um, when the Silver Sky SE came out, we did our, um, what, what uh, guitars we would choose for that price range. And that was one of yours. It makes sense. Hey, they don't have any 2022 models yet. Is that because they're waiting for winter NAM or NAM? Uh, well, the the SE Silver Sky is a 2022 model. Um, and they did the that other one I sent you, the black custom 24. Hmm. They didn't do very many because I think of their back order, dude. Dude, everyone's struggling. Supply uh, chains. Yeah. Even Sir, right? They're they're a year out. You place an order, you get it in twelve months. Dude, I'm hearing PRS is two years out now. Dude, that's that's wild. Dude, that is wild. Like funny thing, right? When I ordered the Pete Thorn, I ordered. We'll just say what year was it? 2019, right? No, it was 2020. Because you ordered it when I got my McCarty. Um, 
McCarty 594, and that was like in July or August. So trip out on this. I ordered the Pete Thorne black. They don't make them black anymore. That That's discontinued, that color scheme. Mm-hmm. So now they make the other ugly colors, but whatever. That's too strong. Um, when I bought it, I bought it with the specs of that year. But by the time I got it, it was upgraded with the specs of the current year. See, that's the part that sucks. Yeah, because if you're looking for something specific, like I want that model. They don't yeah. give you that model. They give you whatever they're on the bench. That's going to be the way it is now. They're not like if let's say the custom 24 Floyd it has those PRS metal pickups, the metal style. Mm-hmm. If I order it right now, it'd be like them saying, oh, well, sorry, but the 2023 pickups are these. But I wanted the metal pickups. It'd yeah. be like them saying, nah, dude, there's these. Oh, example, case in point. My Pete Thorne has the Thornbucker Plus on the bridge. Mm-hmm. The one I ordered didn't have the Thornbucker Plus on the bridge. It was a Thornbucker. I did not even think about the specs and how they change. They change to whatever is on the bench for that time when it's about to be made. So if you order it in 2021, it hits the bench by 2022, you're getting it whatever the specs or the hardware or whatever for 2022. That is crazy. I did not think about that. Yep, because uh, I have the Wilkinson Bridge when they used to use Goto. I have the the Thornbucker Plus when they used to use the Thornbucker. There's little things that I noticed weren't from this from the year I ordered it. I mean, I mean that could be a good and a bad thing. But what if I was my heart was like, Nah, dude, I really want it with the Goto because it doesn't have that stupid Wilkinson signature on it. Yeah, exactly. That it, you're you're tapping into a very like specific and niche market yeah like like a person that exact knows exactly what they want like if it's somebody like who's like oh i want a 594 they're like okay you know they'll make it you know but what if you wanted the 5815 pickups from the year you ordered it because you liked it when you played it or you saw on a youtube demo and they come out and say oh we upgraded the 5815 uh, pickups to this and now now they sound like this and you get your guitar like however many months or a year later and you're like well this doesn't sound like i wanted it to that's so, where i could see it yeah and that could be a problem right because what if because you know if prs is two years out and i say i want a custom 24 mm-hmm. what if they discontinue those pups <laughs> and i get something completely whatever for the year of 2020 2024 <laughs> yeah that's a problem dude I didn't even think about that, but that's going to be an ongoing issue. I know ESP was doing some weird shit too because people were ordering product A and then they're not doing business with product B. It's like, oh, dude. Oh, look at Ibanez. They were doing the bare knuckle pickups, but now they're not doing the bare knuckle pickups. So if you ordered a guitar that you wanted bare knuckle pickups, you're not going to get them. Sucks. Dude, we're in a... You basically would only... You would only be purchasing the guitar silhouette yeah you know you'd get your color you know and everything but the um the new kind of appointments the new electronics would all be a, a wild card basically for mess a boogie i want a boogie and then two years later you get your boogie and it's a gibson amp you're like wait what i don't want no gibson custom shop amp yeah it's gonna of, it's gonna of, happen 
the guitar world is cha- is rapidly changing. But fast. I have a buddy. I have a buddy who's going to order a um, get a nineteen sixty four, the reissue of Gibson uh, ES three thirty five. Oh, for reals? Yeah, and I asked him. I was like, "When are you going to order?" And he goes, "Well, I got a lot of stuff, you know, um, on the docket right now that I'm planning to do. So I'm hoping, you know, by twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four." And I was thinking to myself, like, well, the because he's deciding but between a custom shop uh, ES335 VOS finish versus the same guitar, but the Murphy Lab um, ultra light aged. So I'm thinking to myself, like, we don't know, like, if they're going to even be consistent, you know, from this year to the next year or even going forward. No, we don't. We've heard good things about Murphy Lab. Mm-hmm. But who knows if they're gonna close out that that division? <laughs> but I get. But I guess if it's a reissue and they're kind of making them to spec of that year, then I guess that's more of a safe bet. But in terms of like the finish versus like VOS and then the Murphy Lab, that could vary, like within the like as time goes on. Any word on Greeny? No, because they're gonna no re- they, they did get it from the vault, right? Uh, Kirk Hammett dropped it off for six months and they spec'd it. And they said they're going to release them. Maybe for this year's NAM or next year's NAM. If they made... Okay, if they made a, a Gibson... Okay, you know how they do the Gibson six slash signature? Right? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful guitar. If they released the Kirk Hammett or, you know, the Greeny Les Paul, but just same specs, but none of the distress, just same specs to the T... And they sold it for the mm-hmm. price point of three k. I I'd get one. Yeah, of course you would. Right, that's good. But once they start getting into like the ten k, it's like, come on, dude. The ten k is a very niche market. That's very, for like your too, that's too much. That's for your that's for your collectors. That's for your diehards. That's for your blues lawyers. You know. That's for your your case queens that they just want to resell yeah. later. Yeah, I was actually I was telling this. Because I was talking to my friend uh, earlier today, and we were talking about the the different kind of finishes that Gibson offers, and I he asked me like which one I would choose, and I was like I think it depends on the guitar I'm getting. If I'm getting a Gibson ES335, I think I'd go with VOS finish because it's like an it's not like a perfect gloss like just like born out of the case you know or just pulled off the the production line. It's it's made to look older but not distressed. You know what I mean? What did you think about their transparent ebony for the tribute to the king, the the Lucille legacy? Did you end up seeing that one? I did, but I didn't like see it like very in-depth. I, I did. Thought, oh, it's a... They did a lot of stuff to it that I think the diehards are going to kind of not like. For example, they added a locking bridge, mm-hmm. right? Which is an upgrade to keep to, um, intonation. Um, but they also changed the finish. I mean, he always had like uh, his signature finishes, but this one's like more up to date. But it's expensive, seven k, dude. It looks badass, though. I mean, I'm, it looks sick. Yeah, I'll have to look at it more. It's more like PRS colors, dude. It's not even Gibson colors. That's transparent ebony. That's straight up the charcoal. Yeah, and you're right about the colors because I mean, 
for 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 Gibson Les Pauls, there's certain colors that look really good. Like the Heritage Cherry looks amazing on the ES335 or the black. Yeah, so I would get the the Heritage Cherry color for the ES335 but VOS finish. So it would be like like I said, not like a perfect gloss. It would be like a kind of a muted gloss. So it's more so a believable kind of copy of a a 60-year-old guitar mm -hmm. versus the Murphy Lab. The Murphy Lab is something a little bit different. It's where a team of um, luthiers, they manually distress these guitars. So they could take a Gibson Les Paul reissue of a 1959 or a 58 or something, and you could choose how much relicking you want on this guitar you can do it ultra light where there's just like a little bit of scratches you know nothing major you could do light age where the nitro is cracking like you see on the vintage guitars and you could do like ultra heavy where there's like buckle rash on the back you know there's there's wood that's uh, that's being shown there's paint stripped off which i'm personally not a fan of of gibbs on gibson guitars i'm more of a fan of that on fender guitars because it looks more um it looks more like uh, it looks more like real, you know. Hmm. Yeah, because you're more likely to practice the shit out of a Fender versus a Gibson. Gibsons weren't really yeah. guitars to like practice on; they were to perform on because they looked amazing. Yeah, and then there's there's something about you just don't really see an old Gibson Les Paul besides you know Greeny that you know people really kind of like look at and resonate versus like Stevie Ray Vaughan's number one. Mm -hmm. True, true. They, I mean, Gibson, I like what they're doing with their Les Paul Access series. That's sick. The price is kind of 5500 Kind of pricey, dude. That is pricey. Yeah, because that, that, you're getting it to PRS, like high-end great price. You know, see... The thing is, when you <laughs> for what you're paying for, I would still not even recommend this. I'm like, nah, get a fucking get a PRS, dude. Yeah, these Murphy Labs are like 8K and plus. Yeah, I mean, see, 8K. I don't. I'm sorry, 8K. I would spend that on a PRS, but not on a. It's like Gibson's one of those guitars. I don't think I would go above three. I just, I just couldn't do it without having to slap myself in the face. You know what I mean? Well, because everybody knows, you know, you're the biggest Gibson supporter out there dude i am so pro gibson i love gibson I'm, I'm on their webpage all the time scrolling on their page like wow that les paul is worth seven thousand two hundred i mean i i have a i have a, a, a one dollar and 69 cents a bag of briquettes that's worth more than that you know what i mean <laughs> that i value more than that gibson there i said it. i'm sorry i apologize that was that, that was uncalled for dude <laughs> I'm, it's true. It's just their price is like crazy. I'm looking at the Murphy Lab Ultra Light Aged. I see what mm -hmm. you're talking about, dude. They they distress the hardware like as if you played on it for many years, and yeah. it seems like their light aged is more. Their more light aged is more sought after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, their finishes are nice though. You got the lemon burst looks really good. Their aged lemon burst on the on the lightly aged Murphy Lab that looks really good. That looks yeah, legit. That looks sick, bro. 
I'm a fan of the le- the lemon burst look and the the ro- the royal tea. I think that's what it's called. Oh, the cherry tea. Uh, it's oh no, there's royalty. Yeah, burst. it's the brown. You like you like the browns in the guitar, right? You like brown colors. Yeah, like orange, like kind of what's it called? Sunburst. Yeah, and then the heavenly one. No, that's that. See, that doesn't look right. The heavy age does not look right on a Les Paul. It, lo- it looks no. like it's a little too much. Nah, it would look good on a Strat. It would look good on a Strat or a Telly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm confirming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it doesn't look right on this. On Fenders, it would not on a Gibson. Gibson should be treated as like, like ultra light aged. Because they're they're like your, I mean, back in the day when you only had Fender and Gibson, that's like your 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 expensive guitar. Like, oh, well, hold on, let me let me bust out the Gibson. But then, yeah, that's that's kind of true, huh? Yeah, like because I think it's because of like where we're from. Well, we're we're from America, you know, but. Um, from people like across the pond they would treat these guitars you know as differently like the gibsons because they were like oh they're coming over from overseas like i gotta treat it with care you know yeah and that's how and i've I, always looked at it when i had a gibson les paul double cutaway mm-hmm. i said that with a stutter because I, I used to own several gibsons um but i wouldn't use them only for like the shows do like the big shows yeah they were expensive pieces i mean at that time 800 bucks was a lot like dude i paid 800 for this sg now i regret even selling it dude i do regret getting rid of my heritage cherry sg dude well 800 dollars was a lot of money back then in 2004 yeah that's equivalent to like 1200 right Dude, I remember in 2004, 2005, when I was learning how to play guitar, I wanted to save up so much money to get a Gibson SG because I was just, I loved Angus Young. And I like looked at the prices of the like, Gibson SGs, like the, the standard ones, they were like 1200 And I was like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. Dude, it was at that time, right? When you, when you can't was. produce. You're like, when uh... you're only nine, 10 years old, then you're like, and you're playing your first, you know, first guitar. And then you look at your heroes playing this kind of immaculate Gibson SG, you're like, I want that. And then you see the price in the catalog, you're like, I'm going to have to mow a that. lot of lawns. I'm going to have to mow a lot of lawns this summer to get that. Dude. Yeah, I've always, I always wanted the Angus, the burst buckers or whatever. His signature humbucker. Oh, yeah. I always looked yeah. at the musician friends back in the day, and I'm like, fuck, I want those pickups one day. And then they discontinued them. I haven't seen them in the catalogs anymore. No, they didn't. They did. They discontinued them because um, I have one in my Epiphone SG right now. Dude, that was like. That was the sound clip I sent you of the the uh, Epiphone with the Angus Young pick pickup into the Marshall into the uh, Captor. It probably sounded. Oh yeah, it sounded good, dude. It sounded like ACDC or Akadaka, like we like to call them. But what's weird is, the PRS sounds a little better. The, oh yeah, the five nine four. Yeah, that's a that's an amazing sounding guitar though. It sounds like it sounds like what Gibson Les Paul should sound like. Well, yeah, because it's based on a fifty nine <laughs> Les Paul that somebody had, and they're like, you need to replicate like this, like the feel and like the the um, the overall kind of like slinkiness of the strings. Because that's what the the five nine four is named after after the the scale length. It's 24.594 is the magic scale length that PRS found on a Gibson Les Paul that was like the best absolute 
playing Les Paul that everybody in the uh, department agreed on. And they're like, let's make this guitar. And that's when they used to just look at it, right? They used to eye it at the shops, the luthiers. Yes, because um, when they were making the Gibsons back in the day, they weren't set. They had like an idea like what the, the scale length should be. But it wasn't like, you know, measured with lasers or something like they are now. What an amazing fluke. You know how they say um, the, some of the best inve inventions were accidents? Dude, what a fluke, man. Because that the perfect string tension. Because it doesn't make it too tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if I... Even the, even the string tension on the Silver Sky is, is pretty slinky. And it's a 25 and a half. Same as a Strat. Also oh, twenty five and a half. I thought it was a twenty five for some strange awkward reason. No, um, PRS is their standard um, scale length is twenty five even. Just like Gibson, right? Gibson's is twenty four and and three quarters. Oh. I think twenty four and three quarters. I think it's yeah something around there twenty four point seven eight something like that. Hmm. Yeah, so Gibson has always been a shorter scale length. They have the SG Standard 61 Maestro Vibrola for 2200 I was looking at that one. And I, I when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the one that Angus played on the Ball Breaker um, album hey, in 1995. Okay. Oh, they do have the SG Standard. Now they do the 61 with the half pick guard. Yeah, that's the Gibson Les Paul, right? No, it's just S SG standard. Oh, because I thought that's the um, that was the first year of the SG. Because the first year of the SG, they called it the Les Paul. Les Paul two. Yeah, Les Paul two. And then Les Paul's have... like, "No, I don't want, I don't want my name attached to this shit." Oh, they don't. Their current lineup doesn't have for this year. Doesn't have the ES three thirty nine or three thirty eight. The smaller ES-335. They have the right? ES-345. I thought that was called the DOT. The ES-DOT. Oh, they do have it. The ES-335 DOT. They still have that for 3300 But if you want the fancy the, inlays, you get the ES-345. For, the, for those of those guys who are listening, you're, you're listening to me and Gonzalo um, <laughs> shop online. <laughs> Just another trying to, episode. they're not really shopping with friends, <laughs> yeah. Shopping with friends, but I'm like pissed off because it's like, come on, Gibson, at least release the good shit. Like, now they're releasing the good shit. No, they're not. They, what the f this is terrible. See, their current original collection sucks. The only thing yeah, is like you... the Murphy Lab. Oh, they have the modern collection. Hey, dude, have you seen the uh Jerry Cantrell um acoustic guitar? Jerry, From Gibson? Jerry Cantrell Gibson. Looking it up. It says I can pick it up at a guitar center. <laughs> they lied. They even got the wrong product. It's a Gibson Les Paul Studio. The Fire Devil? <laughs> yeah. There's a Fire Devil and then there's a Tone. 4K. Look at that. Ooh, I like the headstock. Well, that's pretty sick, dude. 
Yeah, I saw that in a video, um, an unboxing video, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, the guitar. No, it looks really cool. Cutaway. Hmm. Here's the one. Here's the here's the one I would get right here. The SG Standard X61 in Ebony. Oh, you're looking at the Modern Collection? Or which one are you looking at? The Modern Collection? I think it is. Oh, no, it's, it's exclusives. Oh, there it is here. Okay, on the Modern Collection, the ES339 figured. That's a guitar right there, dude. That's sick. Hang on. Hang on, I'm going to go try and find it. I can send it to you. That's oh yeah yeah I that's see. it dude yeah. I'll probably get it in blue the blueberry burst. You're getting a guitar that's not in black. No, yes. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. It has to be black. <laughs> but no, but the red one and the, they look sick, dude. That I like this because it looks sleek. Oh, the blue looks sick. Blueberry burst. It looks sick, dude. That looks that looks good. I wonder if I can get the robot tutors. <laughs> Dude, that was that was one of Gibson's biggest mistakes of all time. I remember being in high school, oh, and then everyone was like, "Oh, you gotta get a Gibson with robot tuners," and they were like making like just imagine me like doing like the robot while saying it. Like, you gotta get a Gibson SG with robot tuners. Dude, like, I can imagine oh. the Macho Man saying it, dude. Hogan, I'm coming for you. You know, it's just dude. Come on, that's t- yeah, yeah, I remember robot- it's too heavy, dude. It'd have like the craziest neck dive. The robot tuners were the biggest mistake in engineering, in guitar engineering since, I don't know. Oh, dude. That's terrible. Dude, Slash has his own collection for Gibson. The Slash collection, because I guess he's an ambassador. Oh, that's pretty sick. The Slash Les Paul Standard Limited 4 album edition. Except that stupid number 4, but... Yeah, that was that rig I sent you... um couple days ago you're like oh i want one. Oh, it was sick dude but see if you look at the slash les paul standard the one that's like black and red that one looks sicker dude or we'll say that one looks most most it's a vermilion burst that one looks amazing oh anaconda burst too that looks amazing too dude this is the one i this is another one i would get right here i sense it to you the reissue. The sweet sound of 64. ES 335 reissue. 60s cherry. Okay, the 60s cherry looks good. Better than the heritage cherry. Ugh, the vintage burst. That's a good color too. This is hard to choose. If I had to choose one, I would choose... Pikachu. Yeah, I would choose, I would choose you, Pikachu. Probably the vintage burst. I would choose the red because it's um, Clapton's guitar. Oh, okay. When he was in creme. Yep, creme de la creme. creme the cream of the crop will rise to the top. Yeah, dude. That one looks sick. It's vintage patina. Yep. Dude. That's the one that my friend wants to get, too. Your friend has good, good selection of choices. I need a slash Les Paul, dude. That thing looks amazing. It's just beautiful, dude. Dude, we need like to go perfect, to. Dude. We need to go to a place like Guitar Showcase where they have like a bunch of you know vintage guitars. Show up with suits, so that way they know we're legit, and that way they'll let us play their guitars. <laughs> dude, you'll be like, suit up. 
Barney Stinson. Yep. Yeah, you got to do the Barney Stinson. And he just did that to get the guy back later. It was funny. Oh, Tony Iommi SG special. Oh, no. Those pickups look fucking weird. And then we'd be like, we'd like to try some of your finest uh, six-string instruments, please. Dude. Act all snooty and then go to Guitar Center and be like, you've never heard of a PRS Custom 24 in Dragon? (laughs) Yeah, like Pooner. Like, you never heard of a hand-wired microphone made by the... He'd say something like the waters of lake, something with someone's indigenous hair. I was like, wait, what the fuck? The waters of Lake Okeechobee. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that guy and his cameras. No, his microphone's like, you never heard? Like, yeah, dude. I don't think you've ever heard. I think you just made that up. Oh, dude, this Axis Custom uh, Les Pauls is right up your alley. Dude, yeah. That's like, says my name on it. Hey, dude, the Tony Iommi, did you see where it has the neck button? Or the strap oh, lock? Yeah, the strap lock. They literally put it right into the horn. Which they should have done. Yeah, like, for everything. For at first, yeah. Instead of putting it into the back of the, the the heel. Yeah, that was another mistake. Not as bad as the robot tuners though. Dude, robot tuners are the worst. Pisses me off every time I think about it. Let I'm me surprised, see. Uh, Let me see if I can Angus work. doesn't What's up? Angus doesn't have a signature anymore. Are you serious? Yeah. That, no, that's weird. He used to have the black SG. Yeah, he used it's, to have the oh, black art, one the artist the, collection. Yeah, are, with are the you lightning the bolts. Are yeah. you, they have Mike Ness, 76. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> Jerry Cantrell from Wino. Pretty sick guitar. Trini Lopez. Uh, okay. Uh, you know who Trini Lopez is? I should, huh? They have the Jimi yeah, Hendrix Flying V. Um, they have the Adam Jones VOS. Marcus yeah, Angus King. The Sig. Angus the Sig isn't on here. Maybe they discontinued it. Ooh, the Joe Perry is, Gold Rush Access. That's pretty cool. You know what? You know what, Gibson? You've lost my business. Yeah, they do. Why wouldn't they have the... That's the most iconic... That's the most iconic SG player of all time. That's still playing SGs. Hold on. Yeah. No, they have to have it. Hold on. They have Slash's Brazilian Dream. $13,000. dollars Hey, that's hella weird. Why would they remove it? They, do they even have Chuck Berry's guitar on here? I don't know, but I'm irate. They have Dave Amato. This, this is my irate voice. Oh, yeah, I can tell you. Leroy Purnell. Don't know who that is. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Tom Petty and the Breakers of Hearts. He's dead. Tom Petty's dead? <laughs> yeah. When did Tom Petty die? Oh my God! You Are you serious? No, Tom Petty was dead. <laughs> you are lying to me. Did Tom Bro, Petty pass? he died like four years ago. Hold on, you're lying, dude. He died in 2017. Yeah, I just told you that. Oh shoot! I thought he was still. That's not dude, cool. Dude, it was like a big thing when he died. 
I was there. I just don't remember that happening. That's crazy. That sucks. Okay, let's. Yeah, because you're. Because you could barely fit. You could barely fit your memory on a floppy disk. Dude, let's not talk about my memory. <laughs> I don't have a memory. It's all the. It's all the stress, bro. Stress causes no memory. Okay. Um. No, dude. They do not have it anymore. That is weird. What the hell? He's like Maybe the most iconic. Huh? Maybe they sold too many and they're like, no, we can't meet the, the the supply demands. We're gonna have to discontinue it. I would send them an email. What are they gonna do? They're no, like, I'm just thank curious. You for, thank mean, you, thank you for emailing Gibson oh, oh, Guitars. Oh, it's out of stock at Sweetwater as well for twenty three hundred. I'm surprised you don't own one, dude. I'm surprised too. I'm really surprised. Like this is actually kind of a shocker. That's going to be my quest. You need to get one, dude. I mean, I have a Santana. You have to get an S Angus, dude. It's yeah, just... that's going to be my quest, is to find one of these. Let me know when you're ready, dude, because I found the other one. <laughs> the acoustic you were looking for? <laughs> the acoustic? Yeah. You remember? You remember? The acoustic Martin? Yeah, the one you were looking for. And you oh, yeah, the... the... I could find it, the OM28. I couldn't find the OMJM. Oh, the actual JM? Yeah, the John Mayer one. Um, I couldn't find that one. Yeah, my memory would just say, oh yeah, we found it. I and then it'd be like, it. where? <laughs> what were they called? The Starving Musician? Or what's the name of that place we went to? I forgot. Showcase. Showcase, okay. Let's see if they have it. The Gibson... I would be shocked if they had it. Never know. Those guys have some gems, dude. They do. Shout out to them. They're badass, dude. Ooh, they have a Fender Custom Shop 64 relic aged candy apple. Nice. Ooh, American Deluxe and Aztec Gold. Sick. They have a 2012 Gibson AAA Flame, Ma Flame Maple Top Heritage Cherry. They have a 62 Gibson SG. Hmm. Yeah, we need to hit up that place again. We do. They're amazing. I like them. Um, they have the Slash Appetite for Destruction. Les Paul. Um, what else you got? <laughs> I don't know, but this show is probably running a little bit longer than we expected. Oh, probably dude. should do. Probably should wrap it up soon. <laughs> I think we just hit the mark. Once uh, the conformist song hits, it's kind of like it's over. So this was another episode. Thank you for joining us, shopping with friends. And we're definitely going to save our money because we shouldn't be spending money right now. Who said that? I don't know. I just made that shit up. Peace. <laughs>